Hey, welcome back to the I Suck podcast with Alex Harvey. I am Alex Harvey, of course. As per last week, this is another guest. Hello, this my is name's Scott Redmond. You don't introduce, I introduce. Okay, okay, I see how it is, bro. Yeah. You want to get feisty in this? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a classy host, you know. Oh, very oh, good. You don't have to do anything. I'm just, Wait, I'm where's my wine and cheese, and if you're so classy? Oh, what's up your ass, mate? Oh, <laughs> mate, I'll have to do it here and find it later. <laughs> Alright, what are we going to talk about today, Scott? So, we're going to be talking about video games and the video games industry. Video games, alright. What is a video game? A video game is a form of digital entertainment, which, for me personally, has affected my life in in great ways that I I want to try and share with the world, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fair enough. Where do you want to begin then? So I, I better begin with the story of the little old Scott growing up in oh, a big old youthful Scott. very different part of the world, moved over to the, the great nation of Wales, and <laughs> found himself feeling really sort of um, disconnected with the people in the world around him. But mm-hmm. for me anyway, video games sort of gave me a place that I could uh, learn and grow myself with a, a lack of judgment and sort of aggressive demeanour from other people. Yeah, no, dude, I feel the same. I was like that when I hit like high school. Yeah. Like, when I got my first computer is when I started, like, really, like, just... It, it gave me an out, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, man. Because I, I I don't know about you, but where I sort of lacked the ability academically or socially to sort of exert my different emotions, you know, you know, wanting to celebrate things, wanting to get your anger out on something, like, any, I, you didn't have any of those. And, and video games is a, a very safe place, I feel, to be able to do that. I remember the first time I defeated that the hardest boss of a game or whatever and <laughs> jumped out of my seat and was like, yes, it's it's not like, I, I think a lot of people who don't play video games themselves um, regularly anyway, mm-hmm. don't, you know, take it as a very fake thing. They From the outside, they think, oh, it's just, you're pressing a bunch of buttons on a keypad and yeah, it's making yeah. something happen, but... It's something some people don't understand. Exactly, but when you're emerged in any form of experience and it, it becomes real for you as an individual, you know, in that moment, you're very mm-hmm. much mentally inside a game you know some people play fifa with dreams of becoming a footballer and when they score that last goal on that last match they're playing with their mate it's that important to them and, and it inspires them and then outside of their life and maybe the next time they're on the pitch you know they're they're playing that extra bit harder because they remember how good they played the night before on their, their little game you know yeah yeah it's amazing how much you get into the game it's like how much you get out of it yeah definitely but there is uh, there are times we can all agree we spent too many hours on a video game oh, staying no, until way past like I was like I like it's it's always the weirdest games always spend like so much time on <laughs> yeah it's just like I've spent over like couple hundred hours on Stardew Valley yeah yeah that's a little farming simulator sort of thing isn't yeah, it yeah yeah I, I don't even know why it came out and I was like man this looks fun and I literally zoned out for an entire day like <laughs> I, I woke up at like nine. <coughs> And I looked at my clock and it was six and I was like, what the fuck? Lost a whole day to that game. But that was literally my college, my like my second year of college was just playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> it's that it's a couple classics that happen, so but, Yeah, you know. definitely. I think I, I think the last game that I properly got immersed into was that that game called Kenshi. You you basically start out as a little a tiny individual in this this massive great uh, wasteland, some different world, different planet. And you go from someone barely limping their way through, running away from each monster, to a massive group of individuals who are all got their own different roles, from mining and working to farming and cooking to other, like fighting and running and stealth and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And you end up creating a, a quite an emotional bond because at any moment 
if the wrong kind of monster or you go to the wrong kind of area, you could lose someone in, in the blink of an eye. And so these these game characters that kind of grow with you into their own individuals within the game world, mm. it's it's almost as if you've got a little family running around. You've got to look out for each other, you know. You got yeah, your... There's consequences to your actions. Exactly. And like you, they build up so you like care about these characters, I assume. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know if you've ever played XCOM. Yes, I have played XCOM. It's the same kind of feeling I get from their system when it comes to the soldiers you have, of course. Mm. Each one of them get their own path, depending on what, like... Especially um... if you name them and, like, <laughs> stuff like that. It's, it's when you name anything. It's like when you name a pet, like, it becomes way way more real. Yeah, yeah. But, see, from a, from a design perspective, I think, especially given things and characters name it it becomes it's less about giving them a name and more the emotional attachment you give that name because i guarantee i i can i can confirm that if a player jumps into a game like so let's let's take your your casual reddit user for instance <laughs> will jump into a game see they can name the character probably name it fuckface and then try and drown your character in the nearest river i said it's like 12 year old boy <laughs> yeah. just like instantly oh boobs xx exactly exactly and especially when it comes to like designing these kind of video games it's 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 very hard because I with a lot of projects you wanna you wanna create a certain journey for people to follow. You wanna encourage mm-hmm. them to make certain decisions and and go out and experiment and 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 you know sort of make risks and things like that. But a lot of the time you run into that problem where people are like I just want to try and run up this wall because I can because it looks like a high wall and I want to and you're like no I built <laughs> you a path to go down this way and you want to climb this wall. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's a lot of like player choices are very random sometimes. You get really straight up past. You gotta be like, you gotta design it correctly so that someone doesn't fuck off and do the wrong thing for that. That's what that's because I've had that experience in some games. Yeah, you got. I completely missed the main objective. I'm like (laughs) running off to the side, and I look back and I was like, "You fucking kidding me? I should have just gone in this one door and I would have like accessed the next mission." But I've been doing this fucking nothing grinding for the past hour. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes it's about embracing that kind of mindset rather than building against it. I think we've all played Skyrim and immediately run away from the Golden Claw quest and. You know, gone and done some random shit with the Thieves Guild or, you know, gone over to the um, Majors Guild and done some stuff over there. But yeah. then you end up coming back and I think it's that first scene where you walk into the throne room through White Run or wherever it is. And they're like, there's been a dragon attack in Helga. And you're like the king of the thieves and the head <laughs> of the Brotherhoods of um, the, the brother, Dark Brotherhood. And that happened like six months ago and like they've already moved on politically, but they are now acting like they're, you know, it just <laughs> happened yesterday. <coughs> <coughs> oh, oh god don't die on me I have to fucking turn that down in no, the I'm post just, man I'm enjoying this conversation so much it's oh my god like, right. you're on a games design course yes I am yes you are and you're on the final year what what made you get into game design and stuff like that so other than like the general shit you like you enjoy games yeah other like taking the sides away that I I enjoy games myself I, I wanted to get into games because I haven't seen another profession that gets you know brings all these sort of creative individuals together people from different vastly different backgrounds musicians Mm -hmm. artists animators musicians software designers website designers programmers all these different people bringing their skills together to create one whole that represents not just any of them as individuals Mm -hmm. but all their skills as some of its parts there was a quote where i can't remember the gentleman who said it but he says something along the lines of the project's whole is never the sum of its parts okay it's the whole thing that represents you know you can't you can't ever create a game and go the music solely made the entire experience okay. you know what i mean yeah, yeah 
well don't get me wrong there's some beautiful soundtracks out there that... everything works together to make the whole product better exactly you can't have like one thing that is like outstanding the rest is shit because the game is still going to be shit I mean imagine playing Call of Duty with where all the guns sounded like they were shooting rubber ducks while they were coming out how how terrible would that be you know what I mean it sounds pretty good to be honest you might, I'm going to write that down right after you <laughs> that, start that to... was a bad example but... <laughs> But yeah, yeah, and and honestly, that just inspires me like so much. Like, especially with only studying it, I haven't even gotten into the industry yet. The level of dedication people put into understanding each other, yeah. understanding each other's strengths and weaknesses, and then you know working as a team to overcome any issue to achieve u- the united goal. It's inspiring, man. It honestly really is. Oh, that's interesting to hear. Like, you you gotta have a good team then in order to like be able to. Complete these goals, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it, so I feel like if one person isn't putting their weight, it just fucks up the entire, the entire like production. Yeah, hundred percent. It's 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 totally a team effort. If you don't, if one person hasn't got their heads in with the rest of the project, it can make everything fall apart. If your art, if your art director doesn't know the vision for your game because you can't communicate it to them well enough, then they're not. They can, you know, you could you could come out wanting to make a game like Fallout Three, but then it looks like something like mm. Skyrim, and all of a sudden you. You've got a game that doesn't really make any sense. No one understands it, and they don't even want to go near it because they're like, "What? What is this hot pile of garbage?" You know? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I think there's um, there's a lot of problems with companies doing rushing these things out and not listening to their work staff. I think was it Ubisoft who made the anthem, or was it anthem? Anthem. Yeah. I think that was. It was either them or is it, um... it was it was EA. I thought it was EA and the it was a. Oh, shit! It was the guys who made uh, well, we Mass Effect. Yeah, that's what I thought was. Um, They're not Ubisoft. They are Ubisoft. I thought it was Ubisoft. Because because they made um, Dragon Age, the Dragon Age series as well. I'm pretty sure that was Ubisoft. Obviously, we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so forgive us for this one. But oh, um, but you know the game I'm on about Anthem. They um, the game was heavily supposed to be something extremely different um, on, on release, yeah, but... Yeah, it's enough drama around that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I guarantee anyone who, who's familiar with what we're talking about... Bioware. Exactly. Bioware. Electronic Arts, I was right. You was right. Don't listen to the game design student. Obviously, he has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I mean, like, Anthem had a lot of shit around it anyway. I mean, Bioware and EA have been fucking about because they fucked up Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda as well, didn't they? Yeah, well, they fucked up the ending of Mass Effect 3 as well, didn't they? A game... <laughs> that was defined on the choices the character could make that changes the world and not only... Super depressing. <laughs> yeah, isn't it though? Isn't it though? You end... I think you went... What was it? The choice at the end was literally what coloured oh, lasers... Yeah, what coloured laser. Yeah, what coloured laser happens. Yeah, spoilers. But it's, it's like literally a monologue and a laser goes across and that's it. Nothing like crazy happens. Because you know what? I never, I never played the Mass Effect series myself. But I recently just got the first two. Yeah, I'm same, not... same. That's the same with me. I'm playing I... through it now. I just like I've heard so much like shit about <laughs> Mass Effect three. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 terrible because I'm I'm a big fan of choices when the game. I think mm. going back to what we were talking earlier about how you can get so invested into these games and spend so much time. A, a series like Mass Effect, I can see really pulling people in for hours you know playing the role of this commander shepherd you know going through the stars and uncovering alien mm. races and doing all sorts of very visceral sort of experience which i think they did nail with the first two it was very impressive for the time as well yeah you gotta, yeah i think about the technological holdbacks they had with the 316 stuff compared to what we have now obviously oh yeah of course um yeah i don't know if you played their other series that i mentioned earlier dragon age i haven't played dragon age it's on my list but i know i'll get lynched that from some people but it's sort of like I never got around to it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not um, their most popular series they've done by any means, but yeah. the, for me, the first game, Origins, um, really 
sets the the highest standards of bars for for how choices can affect a game world. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite scenes from that, and this this has always stayed with me through my entire gaming career, was um, there's like a whole thirty percent of the entire game time you play where you can just be standing in your camp talking to your characters, learning about them, where they've came from, you know, and they'll react to choices you make. So mm-hmm. one of them is very political. If you go and talk to one of the dukes who has a son that's been possessed by a demon and there's three ways to save him, you know, mm-hmm. you can either kill him, sacrifice someone, or go into the spirit realm and kill the demon that's possessed him, whatever, right? I wish um, I'd be. Yeah, ex- and you'd kill the kid, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd kill the kid. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it easy, doesn't it? Just put a game out of the way with, you know? 100%, bro. Who cares about the one kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> And um, I mean, yeah, and by, by the end of it, one of the characters who's related to the family of this kid will either like lynch you for it and just be like, "What is absolute? Like, what well, you are fucking crazy? What's wrong with you?" Mm. Or on the other side, you you take the extra time out to to save him, and he he stops you in camp and says, "You know what, man? Thanks for doing that. Like, you didn't even know they were my family, but like, thank you." And it's this very strangely intimate yeah, yeah, experience yeah. with a games character that just is a bunch of ones and zeros, you know? Yeah. Choice in games is very easily to be done wrong. Yeah, yeah, I think the the, the most common example of that is the Legend of Telltale, right? Oh, don't get me started. I was literally <sighs> thinking the same thing. It's just like, I, I was playing through the Walking Dead series. Yeah, yeah. That is a classic. The first season, fucking amazing. 100%. Lee is a character. Lee is a character. His relationship with Clementine's fucking incredible. Yeah, fucking, that entire arc is amazing. I think for me, one of the most defining moments of the, their sort of relationship was... I don't remember if on the train and he's showing Clementine how to shoot. Yes, yeah. And um, her character's always been quite timid. You know, you meet her hiding in a treehouse mm-hmm. and she talks you through a walkie-talkie and even then she's always got the hat on, the big frilly hair covering her face, <laughs> covering her identity. Um, but this moment where he's showing her how to shoot, there's that first sort of pull away. She's like, I don't like this. <laughs> but Lee kind of encourages her to give it another go and she gets good at it and she hits a can and she kind of celebrates a little bit and it's like it's that character growth from yeah, being the small so, child it's so strange and uncomfortable as well because of the, the reality of the world and it really makes you feel it because you're there's no there's no other choice yeah literally she doesn't want to do she it she doesn't want to do it but you, you gotta do it anyway yeah and lee knows this and has to encourage her. and you as you as the character you're, you're forced to accept this but mm. it doesn't feel like the game's taking you down a linear path you know a, a track but yeah. It feels more like this is you, like you said. It's 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 the reality of this world. It's something that needs to be done. This young kid needs to learn how to survive. Needs to yeah, survive in this world. And seeing that Lee, out of all the people who you know have come and gone and stabbed them in the back, that Lee has held on to that that relationship with Clementine. Mm-hmm. Be- beautiful story. I mean, like that game really felt like the choices mattered. Mm-hmm. It was like if you fucked up, someone died. Yeah, and it like you cared about these characters, most of the characters. Mm-hmm. But fuck uh, that guy's son. That guy's son is an idiot. Do you oh, him? Ducky. Ducky. Oh, mate. a fucking idiot. He gets in trouble so many times. Uh, it's like, why am I even bothering? Absolutely. What a fucking tit. Other than that, it's like really good character side. And, but as the series progressed from season two, three to, I don't know, five now or something, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's just like the characters you didn't give a shit about. Yeah, it really didn't. They did like the dialogue so systems was like, it just wasn't the same. It didn't feel like you, if you said something, it was going to happen anyway. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you could save this person now, but they're going to die in a bit anyway. Yeah. Not from your choice, just from their own stupidity. From one of my one of the most disappointing examples of that happening in the newer series. I don't know. No, I don't know if you got to it, but there's a part where you're playing as Clementine, and you've kind of cornered off this supermarket from people who were living there before. And Kenny ends up from the D- Ducky's father ends up coming back, right? Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And there's the other survival girl, and they're both trying to sort of take on this new responsibility role to look after mm. 
Clementine now, even though she technically doesn't really need it. Yeah. Um, and the choices sort of leading up to, you know, who do you want to choose? Who are you going to, like, support? And then it comes down to an actual outright fist fight between the two. And I think Clementine's holding yeah, the yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah. She, like, she can either kill kill one or kill the evil one and or like yeah it's kind of, kind of, i'm just rambling <laughs> that's all right and um <laughs> no matter what like you choose which one you end up killing it's the end of the se- season as well so you feel very mm. like oh this was such a big choice there's so much weight behind this and when it comes back no matter who you choose both of them end up dying i think if you choose the survivor girl she ends up killing herself because of some past torment she had or something like that that's, that's a fucking cop out exactly and if, if you save kenny who's been a strong character from the start and mm. I, I think there was a 70 percent um of all people chose to have kenny yeah he oh. ends up in a car crash and becomes disabled and gets eaten by zombies and it feels like such a you took my choice away from me. Yeah. Like, I don't know who sat down and thought that was an idea, but a game all about choices where they legit go, oh, here's, here's a, a massive plot-defining point. Because Kenny was such a good character as well. And they, they build up the all these things and just, like, just tear them away from you. And it just takes away from the entire entire series to be honest it really does and ultimately like we all know that's what led them to their, their, their you know they break up their fall apart and the end of well, Telltale yeah Telltale always took on an incre- incredible amount of like work like with their brands and stuff their Guardians of the Galaxy Game of Thrones Game of Thrones they had Batman they had big names they did and I don't think the team it wasn't the it team was went up for it yeah it was more like quantity over quality exactly I feel like they and I feel like that's also why that they ended up relying on this illusion of choice by the end because it, it was more about getting the finished product out mm. than it was actually about the quality of that co- co- content I remember in the Game of Thrones one I really enjoyed it I sat up I think I, I bought the entire series of it on PS4 and I stayed up that night till the mm. sun came up going back again to saying games you know you can bury your, your mind into us yeah, what yeah. I thought Telltale was great for and I got all the way to the end but there's this kind of 20 minutes at the end where all of the storylines you've been following all kind of reach their conclusion mm-hmm. and none of them really it's about two different endings for each one where there's kind of choices at every moment that define like like, let me give you a better example. There's a brother that got... You're part of this forester um, family who are, you know, royalty or whatever. They own some land or whatever. Uh, one of the sons as a teenager got sent off to a faraway land because he killed someone who was bullying his little sister. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, politically what politically speaking, they couldn't have him around anymore. And while the family's sort of falling apart and you're trying to hold on to the, the power that they have in the midst of the civil war in the, in the country... Um, you actually get sent off to go find him again and the moment that he gets back sorry spoiler warning <laughs> the moment he gets back he runs up to the, the, the sort of main brother you know the, the, the eldest of them mm. and they're kind of holding this gate back um, while all these soldiers have come to like uh, you know kill them Okay. and the choice becomes do you want the brother who was sent away and has now come all the way back to survive or do you want the brother that's been there the whole time to survive mm-hmm. and it's very like I've made all these cho- choices to keep these two alive this whole time. Yeah. And now you're just taking one of them away from me. It's very forced. It's very forced, mm. isn't it? It's not. It doesn't feel like a natural like thing is going to happen. It's just like, oh, one of these is got a drama. One of these two's got to die. Yeah, exactly. You, you fucking make a decision. And then I think the only thing that actually that that comes of that, you know, the the repercussions of that is mm. there's a single scene where your your home is being assaulted by an army. 
and on one of the pikes they have what, like whatever brother's head like brother you decided needed to die okay um, his head's on a stick and that's it they don't mention him at all they that's don't mention just, that's just lazy writing isn't it yeah 100% man like I said they want to get they would rather get the IP out mm. you know look we made a Game of Thrones game we made a Batman game then they would actually oh these games are really good quality that we put so, we put so much mm. time into you know yeah, it takes away from the whole narrative. Yeah, and the, the 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 game and those games are based on narrative, bro. They should be like rather than the IP. I mean, that's a big part of it. But I feel like as soon as you lose, like the personal parts of it, yeah. like the personal decisions of it, it tears the whole game apart. So talking about like decisions that actually give you a decent effect, I don't think I finished earlier when I was telling you about Dragon Age Origins, mm-hmm. where mo- like there's a large chunk of the cha- game where you can spend just interacting with the characters, yeah, getting yeah. their ideas and and understanding them and helping them understand you. Um, right at the end of the game, there's a, and I'll try to keep spoilers to a minimum if you haven't played the game. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I, I keep it at minimum. Exactly. So there's a scene right before the end where there's kind of a, a be all and end all moment. You realise that this is the final battle and this is you know this is where everything comes to an end. And one by one, all the companions that have come on you with your journey that you chose to pick up and keep around, they sort of give you a little final speech. And these speeches change on how you treat them, whether they liked you or not, mm-hmm. or certain you know personal quests that you could go on to to, to help them out in their, their personal lives. And it's this very surreal moment um you're in i'm not going to tell you the specifics but you're in a sort of a burning city when this is happening and in you know in the background you're hearing screams and all this and in the midst of all this chaos and mm. this kind of vitally important you know it's the kind of situation where like we need to get this done we need to do this as fast as we can yeah that to take the time out to have these guys and you even have a little dog who comes up to you and is like i don't go in i don't want you to go in. it's so cute yeah, to have that moment, it was so special and so memorable because you got all this hyped up energy, like, yeah, let's go kill this giant demon god who's trying to destroy the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you to just come back down to earth to be like, God, I'm going to miss my friends. You know what I mean? And and that all these people I've worked with to get to where I am, I won't be able to see again. Yeah, and I think a very good design choice on their part was, it was a game that could very easily had uh, extra gameplay on the end, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for that choice to sort of and you know the story ends and the, the game ends and you can't keep playing anymore it was very very good because it it really like what's the old saying right you don't know what you have until it's gone yeah yeah so once you've developed this story and, and role played this character the whole thing and then you realise you're now losing all those people and all those journeys and all those stories it feels like all, you're losing all, a real all those, friend all those hours and yeah. like how much time you spent with these to, to build these relationships are all gone. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. That reminds me of uh, Persona 5. Oh, yeah. I've only played that Persona 5. Like, this is the only Persona game I've played. Yeah, but I know you but really enjoyed that. And I, I got, I got super sunk into the narrative and the characters and that. Like, like my first playthrough was like a couple hundred hours just to complete yeah. it. But it's just like, it re- you really build up the, uh, the personalities and like your connection with these. They do it really well because it works with the the gameplay and the social life of it because yeah. it's split into two parts. Yeah, I only played a small bit myself, but the mechanics and the story were intertwined in such a beautiful it, way. It, it works so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Like you do one thing in the real world, and it relates back into the gameplay when you go back into this alternate world. Yeah, one of my favorite things. I only played a small amount of the school part at the start, mm-hmm. but I think it was the actual time you put into going to school and doing your studies. In some situations where you're interacting with your your friends, whether you're building relationships or just friendships with them, mm-hmm. there's these moments where those bits of intelligence points that you've got give you bonus, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, conversation points, and and it develops the story. Then it it really gives those choices of how you spend your time so much weight. Because if you're trying to develop 
a story with the you know the runner or the jock, the sports yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. You need to go and be doing all that sporty stuff. You can't just you got to balance out it. what you do. You know you can't ignore it. You need these help from these people, yeah. and it really builds up those connections, especially when you're getting those extra points from doing like tests and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like even the people you don't talk to, like uh, the other classmates around you, start to change because their opinion even changes. Yeah, because you you start as like as kind of an outcast. Yeah, the, the new kid, the new right? kid with a bit of a reputation. Yeah, you had a bit of a dark and, past, and they all fucking hate you yeah but the more you play and the more you try your best the more they respect you yeah and they're like hey this guy's not too bad what are the rumors of what are these rumors about you know <laughs> and i think there's a massive feeling not only in the character but from the player of this like yeah yeah i do deserve this kind of attention mm. i i have been working i have been fucking room. working my ass off and it's like especially it relates to the end is the same with dragon age mm-hmm. basically you build up all these if you max out these like these character uh, kind of what they're called just character arcs and yeah, char- character things because um, they actually have a name for something I can't remember though. oh yeah yeah I know what you're on about they're but tarot cards they're tarot cards yeah. but anyway when she maxes them out you get a little uh, dialogue speech for them by the end oh no way yeah it's like so you're about, you're about to fight the big bad and the whole world's kind of I don't want to spoil it no, but there's shit going down yeah you know big fans a um, big monster guy wants to blow everything up and yeah, you're like yeah. that's not good I'm gonna stop <laughs> a big, you big fuck off villain um, <laughs> and like but they they, they go they go around and they're like man these guys gotta do this for us and they're yeah. like they'll give you like a word of like come on the phantom thieves oh the that's phantom so great. thieves are the fucking group in the game but yeah they're like come on you can do this and it's like it hypes you up mm. so well to fight the big boss you're like well, I'm fucking doing this for these guys. <laughs> I didn't spend hundreds of hours becoming your friend just to fuck this up. <laughs> Literally, no, I feel you. And and going back again to what I said about how, how games have helped me in my personal life with, you know, the, being sort of weaker strengths in like socializing and mm. academics where, where in games, exactly moments like that, building these relationships, it's such a fulfilling feeling. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I got, you get so much satisfaction from like, getting like a dialogue correction right you yeah know? it's like the right one rather than you're gonna piss him off because i know with like fucking fallout oh the, the, the most recent series but the most recent fallout you would say something and something completely different would happen yeah yeah so you don't really get that with persona you just know exactly what you're gonna say which but, is exactly how it should be yeah, it's how opinion. it should be yeah. but it's just like fallout 4 is just like uh, it just said like nice to meet you and then you end up stabbing the guy <laughs> yeah and it's like, it's whoa, like whoa, 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 whoa 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 how did that escalate where did I get the knife I just was like, coming here to buy caps or something H- hello soldier and he's like I don't like that tone <laughs> fuck you shank, shank. it's like how was I supposed to know that was gonna happen you know Literally, it gives I- you no fucking reason and that's where he sets apart for that for yeah i think i think one of the design decisions behind that i think they kind of thought you know oh people don't like sitting there and reading these sentences of dialogue and and how long it takes exactly when i was playing fallout 3 for instance beforehand i'd spend like you could really build an image of the character you were playing through these lines of dialogue you know at at certain points um do you remember little lamplight Yes, like whether the kids inside. If you played an absolute asshole the whole game, right, <laughs> and you go in here, you're like, this dude's like, I'm not opening the gate for you. You could be like, listen here, you little shit. If you don't let me in, I'm coming around there and I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> and you, it's like talking to these kids, like in in our sort of kind of site, it's a very holy shit. Where why would anyone say this? But it gives you the ability to do it, and you, you it gives you this image. Your guy just does not give a fuck about anyone or anything yeah. about himself. But if you go with a more positive approach. You, you, there's even a, a perk I think called child mind where you can you know you've got more of a child spirit is how they talk to it so you can talk to them better you get a unique line of dialogue where you, you kind of like 
you kind of agree with him that oh, like older people suck and you know like oh fuck older people yeah I'm a kid <laughs> like you guys that. and they're like yeah yeah come on oh, come do a little this thing this guy's right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's not too bad and in a game especially like Fallout where you're constantly surrounded by all this shitty Shit. like everyone's dying and suffering and stabbing each other in the back to find this little camp of kids and like kind of join it's in so, a little bit little moments that really like tie the game together you know you, know, you can tell they've put like a lot of love into it yeah yeah it's not this, like this isn't just a game about shooting and, and, and you know and bad shit going it's down it's got character to it it does and, and, and worlds building you know this this feels like a real world that could mm. exist you know mm. it's not just people running around for ridiculous reasons you know I think there's a small area called Grey Ditch where two people live and one girl's absolutely fascinated by Nuka-Cola and she wants you to collect all the Nuka-Cola for her so she can have the best collection or whatever and it's, it's a very dumb thing but <laughs> in a world that's so crazy you can almost imagine it's her comfort thing you know so, what I mean yeah it's a little bit of innocence in a world full of fucking death yeah <laughs> holding on to something from before the war and the guy that protects her in this little village is literally just there because he wants to sleep with her <laughs> and he literally comes up to you and is like if you give me the relics and the Nuka-Cola I'll pay you twice as much so that I can get into her pants And that's fucked up <laughs> isn't it though so it's this contrast of like this innocence of like I just want to enjoy my life to then just like she's fit I want to bang and and you're there with the power to sort of define well, if, I'm, if I'm getting more money <laughs> literally if I'm getting those caps oh you know, know those missile launchers cost quite a bit man and mine's just broken Ooh, I just want to have ammo but one of my favourite things specifically about Fallout was and this is an example that guy he has a unique um, double barrel shotgun sawn off and he's kind of talking to me about wanting to sleep with this girl and how, you know, he's been trying for weeks. I'm sort of just staring at the weapon on his hip like, that looks really nice. <laughs> you got your priorities in check. <laughs> Literally like, hang on a minute, mate. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? I sure hope you don't have a lot of health in your health bar. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak attack, dead, my weapon. Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah, but you, you know what? As much as people do shit on Fallout 4, especially for the way the... the the narrative and stuff has been worked. I think the first-person shooter aspect of it is really, it was really, really good. Yeah, I enjoyed that part. Yeah, especially with the customization of guns. Could have been done a little bit better. But uh, I mean, it did its job. It was right? a nice. It was a nice addition. Yeah, because Fallout Three definitely was lacking in its gameplay. You know, it was very much use bats, slow mo shoot. That was, was like two thousand nine, right? It was an old game. It was an old game. No, you're very yeah. right about that. But I um, I th- this is what I was going to mention is even even though people do say stuff like that about Fallout Three. I, I felt like the slower pace of it helped me absorb the world more. Quite often in Fallout 4, I you know, you go into some research science facility and there's monsters and it's like bang, 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 okay, and then you grab the box and you're done, you're out. Where in Fallout 3, I remember, you know, like going through the, the ruins of DC, really looking around and, and mm. looking and absorbing this world around me and the environmental storytelling that Bethesda put through, I think was so much more prominent in 3. You know, you open a store and there's a robot sitting on top of fucking piles of scrap like scrap metal in the toilet beneath it it's like wow this robot shot itself to death like well that's a little funny story then (laughs) you know other parts in the game they're giving you these grandiose ideas of like an ancient AI that is now running the the, what's left of the US military it's it's such it's a world that catches you off guard so much it makes the world look lived in doesn't it yeah like like this happened these things are like it has a past you know and I really feel like and this is one of my biggest biggest loves about video games and I don't mean this in any insult because of course yourself you're an animated VFX artist and and writer yourself also been uh, also done game design for how much and he's he's directing this year ladies and gentlemen my guy my guy oh my talent oh shit pause real quick pause time pause time pause time what does that say
I just running my battery. Alright, the camera will probably die at some point, but who gives a toss? Yeah, we'll wrap this up. We'll, well, how much time do you have? Oh, well, no, we'll keep it going for a little bit longer. See how long it goes for. So, sorry, what are you saying? So, I was saying, yeah, so basically, and this, this means no disrespect to any other sort of digital um, medium, but I feel like games reaches a certain height that other forms of media and self-expression and creative expression just don't really reach you know in a movie i'm sitting there watching this world happen from a third person's perspective and while you know it can really pull you in and you get really invested in the characters yeah yeah you don't have any control over it you know you don't have any input to what happens Mm -hmm. and that that just that tiny difference i feel makes it one of the best creative expressions in the world in my opinion I, fair enough, dude. I'm glad you agree because it just it's it's creating worlds. It's it's not just creating fun for someone. It's mm. creating worlds that you you can lose yourself in for hours and truly from even if it's only for a moment. I feel like that's what makes real. the difference between a good game and a great game. Yeah, it's that extra attention to detail and extra like care has been put into it to make the world so much more immersive yeah exactly uh, well specifically talking about world i completely agree that you know there's so many different things you know no one good game there's mm. not like you know within the realm say talking about music within the realm of pop people constantly try to put this is the best song of this yeah. year and all this kind of stuff but with games you you can get multiple games of the years because these games are doing things so vastly different from a, each other. the games are so varied and so different in their mediums and their like narratives and it's just like Seeing Celeste mm-hmm. be nominated for Game of the Year alongside God of War like, is shit I love to see. Exactly. It's, it's this like, level of comp- competitiveness it's, it's between like these vast different a, things. A 2D pixel game which is heavily focused on like movement Yeah. versus God of War which is a heavy narrative and really it's just so much more different than 100%, man, 100%. God of War. Just competing. It's just like it's so almost difficult to compare them. Exactly. How do you decide whether one's better than not when they yeah. are so vastly different? So they're, they're both the best in their selective areas. It's just like, when you try, how do you compare a 2D game with a 3D game? You, you, you can't really no. because they're, they're, it's, you know, it's a different dimension. It's a different level of, of interactability. It's, but with, with them both being you know, their own standalone things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so good that people say, like, we can't, you know, the one of these has to be the game of the year. There's no doubting it, you know, because some people, you know, I feel that there is a bit of a stigma over 3D is always going to be better than 2D, but I love, and it excites me so much that 2D pixel art is still fighting a strong battle in this industry, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? A lot of times, um, technologies and, and sort of development tactics and techniques will be dropped in favour of new, more modern things. Yeah, yeah. But in the yeah. games industry, you know, you get, you get things coming back constantly it, it, that's nice to see as well like bringing back stuff from the past so pixel games are still in and like they're still using old mediums and it's just nice to see and it's not just for the people who played those growing up no no know it's mean. for a new audience it's to get everyone new, into it again. yeah new young people enjoying these things and i think that's another phone keeps on playing you you're mr popular yeah, i'm just so popular oh my god but i think <laughs> i think that's another thing that's absolutely beautiful about video games is how they can bring different generations of people together like that like two mm. two different ends of, of of a spectrum who shouldn't really be able to understand each other bring them close like going back to example about fallout 3 the songs and the music being close to the kind of time they were representing in these games mm-hmm. um you know i i used to sit down with my grandma and listen to these songs of them because she 
didn't listen to any of my music and and like being able to sit there and enjoy a song with her and tell her about the game and how it works and have her engaged and understanding because it's, it's something she's nice to have that kind of connection There's someone else who's who doesn't know too much about it but you she's interested to learn yeah it's it's i think that's a beautiful thing it's that bond you get with people when you get a similar interest it's like when i i bonded with my brother a lot and my sister a little bit over like the love for like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Oh yeah, those PS One graphics. Because like one of my fondest memories is like being a kid, uh, having pancakes in the morning, nice. and just fucking playing Crash Bandicoot. Well, mate, I wish we all had a life like you. <laughs> no, no, but that that's like a that wasn't a regular thing. That was like a special moment. Those were the special days, kind of thing. It's yeah. just like that's something that will stick around for me. I mean, me and my brother still play fucking Spyro, like on the PS One. We still fucking it took us ages to complete it, <laughs> and we still talk about a lot of stuff like Pokemon and stuff like that not necessarily to do with games but it's just like that kind of narrative and that kind of like world building within like video games is something that keeps us bringing back 100% man and those those bonds you're talking about whether it's within families or, or not it's, it's it's very prevalent in video games we want to be connected right yeah I mean I've made I've made friends with people from you know different parts of the country different mm. parts of the world and I've never met them once, never shaken their hands, never, you know, yeah, had a drink dude. with them. And I, I know what university they've gone to. I know, <laughs> like, what their kids' names are. I know what gr- degree they got. It, it's, mm. it's absolutely crazy, the level yeah. of connectivity it brings in. Yeah, definitely in high school as well, when I got into it, I started, I, I barely spoke to anyone from my, like, from England. I spoke to so many Americans. I still do. Mm. I have, like, we bonded over, like, fucking Minecraft and Counter-Strike. <laughs> It's just like this games. this love for these games like bring us together throughout the entire like fucking world. Yeah, and, and that's it's crazy the, the bonds you can get with people you don't even, you've never met face to face. And you know, I think that's so important in a in especially a kind of political time like we are now where everything's about, you know, what side are you on? You know, what's your argument against this? What's what's your opinions on this? That we still have these things that no matter who you are or your background that you can still enjoy your time with these people you know i mm. i'm sick and tired of of seeing everything sort of being slandered for being too offensive or or too this or not enough of this why why can't like like things like minecraft right minecraft is the probably the most least political game you could get into right <laughs> and it's such a safe space for anyone it's one of the most played games in the world it's fucking amazing and and anyone on there i guarantee you walk up to anyone and you just make friends with them on that game of course there's you got your oh, griefing you've, all, and you've, you've got, always yeah. got the one or two pieces of shit but that's i think that's with any game or any part of life but minecraft is one of those games that really encourages you yeah, to create those to bonds. be creative and like like make stuff together be for like create friends for anything i mean that's i met so many people through through that yeah and, and not to not to get dramatic on this on the conversation now but honestly mm. it's it's one of those things that makes me happy to be alive that i'm i'm in a time where this is because video games are so new you know they've what, yeah maybe, i mean it's only been around for like 30 years yeah reaching probably, up to 40 50 40 now. 50 yeah fuck oh my god i was a bit off <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> but yeah it's one it's the fastest growing industry in the world and the like this image uh, something I, I fixate over is this image of people who came before me who didn't mm. have video games, didn't have that crutch, those social interactions, those those experiences. I, t- I couldn't imagine filling with my life with anything else, you know? Nah, man. I, I, I feel the same way. Like, don't uh, get me wrong, I love sports and like, I go running. Uh, I, I'm the, I, I, I do sports. I, I like going out and trying new things, but it's like video games is one of those things that is so near and dear to my heart yeah. that I wouldn't change for anything. 100%, man. I, th- I think, it, like... Going going back to sports and stuff, I think there's an element of 
extreme vulnerability and, and, and sort of almost risking yourself as a person you put on the line because it's mm. those things are very competitive you know the point of getting doing a sport is either to play because it's fun and play with your friends every now and again or to be competitive and try and be the best person in the world yeah. there's no in between but with games you can get that you know things like MOBAs right League of Legends mm-hmm. is strictly competitive but you, you still get groups of players just, just jumping in for a fun time Jump, with their friends for a bit you know? of a laugh yeah you know and they don't care about being the best in the world because they know it's 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 not a you know it, it's not really a possibility in some ways and they they accept that and they enjoy the game for what it is anyway yeah you jump in and have just have a bit of a laugh with your mates there's no what's the word there's no animosity yeah there's nothing behind it that's like negative you can just jump in fuck about for a bit and have some fun and jump out again there's no like force making you want to be the best you know you can go for that if you get good enough but it's just like you don't have to yeah exactly it's uh, but i like you can just I, jump in and out whenever you want and i think that you're talking about like that feeling of having to um is very is, is very important it's it's something i felt growing up quite a lot with like school sports and stuff mm. if it, it was very much i'd be enjoying myself doing my own thing but then this this big old teacher would come along and be like, no, you're doing it wrong. You, you you've got to do it like this, and you've got to try hard. And I'm yeah, I'm yeah. suddenly thinking, do I really? Like, I'm I'm having fun. I'm it's enjoying like, myself. Stop if, pressuring me. It's like if you do one thing, especially like me with football. Yeah, yeah. I've had a pretty some pretty bad experiences with coaches and like teams and stuff like that. If you did one thing wrong that game, you're the fucking worst. Yeah, literally. That's... They you felt like fucking shit mm. for the rest of the fucking. Weekend. Sounds like such a toxic environment. Yeah, it was, but then you're like video games, you fuck up once, it's a bit of a laugh. You laugh about it, don't you? Your mates like, oh, wait, you're such a shit guy. How did you do that? And you're and like, the oh, no. camera's dead. Oh, lovely. Oh, it's all good. Guy, what if the camera hasn't died and the lights have just gone out and we're all just sitting in the dark right now? Shit. Well, I need to fucking charge my camera. This happened last week as well. I fucking suck at this. No way, my God. Well, that's just something to learn from the next time, eh? Yeah, yeah fucking. Hey, what, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Video games and games and shit. Yeah, yeah. Just just how like inclusive, how much of a safe sort of space it is for you to express yourself in any way. I mean, going off your example of like the football coaches and how they, you know, you did one thing wrong, they wouldn't come out. I remember me and my, my, my dad used to take me to this local golf range right and i never really took it seriously i i just enjoyed the time you know hanging out with my dad you know him talking to his mates a couple of my mates mm-hmm. there and we'd have some fun but there was this old smelly groggy like dude who he was the, he was the tutor of the place and you, you know these sort of teachers who don't understand personal space he would come over and like put his arms around my shoulders oh, God. grab my hands and goes oh, you're nice. not holding the club right and i'm like i'm hitting the balls fine going down the range you know seeing how far i can get them it's... and he's like pulling my fingers oh. and like getting in my space and like for kids i think especially that's such a that, that's so overwhelming exactly it's like a please get it's... away and especially in a uh... you gotta you gotta let sometimes kids learn themselves you gotta give them that space to grow and learn from their mistakes exactly i mean if you never make a mistake how are you ever going to learn anything yeah. you know what i mean you just keep getting fucking forced to do something that isn't comfortable yeah but one thing i'd, I'd like to bring up actually um because this is something i think about quite a lot these days is the yeah. the um the sort of oh what's the word i'm looking for the negativity around video games that has been there for a very long time you know video games called violence and and yeah. you know these people saying that video games have caused them to kill and you know a lot of shootings and stuff uh, saying they're inspired by a these lot things. of bollocks is what it is yeah uh, yeah i feel i feel like there's there's some truth behind it but i don't think it's the the, the level you know someone played minecraft once and they decide to go outside and you know yeah. do some something I, terrible i feel like it, a lot of it is just excuses mm-hmm. to push it away from other things yeah i think there's like a lot mental health and yeah. stuff like that they use it as an out exactly. to avoid talking about mental health 
yeah, it's 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 it's. I, th- I feel like it is really just an easy con card to be like, oh, it's it's not the fact we don't support our ourselves. It's like not the fact that I raised my child poorly. <laughs> it's the video games he's been playing. Oh, you know, he stands up there and he shouts to them, and the kids there like, I just needed something to let it all out, and now you blame that on the only thing. Like, I I, I kind of had a, a bit of an experience myself when I was younger. I I suffered from a lot of emotional outbursts. I was a very mm. emotional child. I'd cry a lot and and get angry a lot, and you know, get into fights every now and again, but. My, um, when I went home, my, my way of dealing with that, and I'd never be like that, you know, I was the quietest kid when I was at home, I'd be in my room playing my video games, and that was my release for it when I was there, I didn't bring that negative energy home, I dealt with it in a healthy way, and the worst thing for me was when, like, parents believe taking it away is a good thing for your kids, mm. like, when I did get upset, when I did show that emotion, immediately be like, right, we're taking away your video games, yeah, I did the same thing to me, and that's, and that was such a distressing thing it, for me, it, it, hurts more when that happens because they don't quite understand yeah and you can't really explain it to them because you're a kid so you don't really understand it either all you know is that it makes you feel so much better when you're playing and you know it's not like a toy like an action man figure or whatever you know what i mean you're not bothered for losing because you've got a couple it's like it's like a hobby it's like playing going out and playing football it's just like it's slightly different just because it's not like physically active hmm it's, it's some some reason bad. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's another that's another big argument people have is saying you know you get more out of sports, go out and be healthy. And like, man, I I've my problem solving skills and my my sort of um, my hand eye coordination mm. has improved so much with me playing video games. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely sport is good for health and to stay fit and in shape. Of course, but like, video games are also there for like difficult things you can't get through sport you know mm-hmm. so like what you're talking about and hand-eye coordination and yeah, like yeah. building up your like your like brain to be able to work with like puzzles because it's like puzzle games and like different mechanics and games require like different learning like learning different things and it Definitely. keeps your mind active and doing things and i think those skills that you learn there can translate even into places like workspaces right when mm-hmm. you're in it like i've been a bomb myself since i could work and a lot of the times as a barman you're dealing with several isolated situations at the same time so you know one table needs a, a plate replaced one table needs a couple sauces when someone's just walked in and need, needs to sit down at a table and you know especially when you're short staffed on days mm-hmm. it, you've got to have this level of, of emotional stability mental processing to mm-hmm. be able to deal with this everyone i feel like if I didn't have games, then I wouldn't have been able to deal with those kinds of situations as well as I did. Yeah. And um, and yeah, it's it's I'm I'm grateful honestly. I'm really grateful for for that level of of um, well, just just to get something out of those things, you know, and gaming like that, you know, because I don't I don't I never saw myself ever finding finding it anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's, it's crazy how how unique it is, and I. I hope that one day, you know, you see lots of different things like military personnel getting trained with video games these days. And, and I think they're even planning, I think someone did tests, they're trying to train doctors to do certain surgeries with video games. That's now. interesting. You know what I mean? So rather than There's having... so many applications for it. Exactly, exactly. And especially going back to sort of the mental health and sort of psychology stuff behind mm-hmm. it, lots of people with learning disabilities find educational games absolutely fantastic for their kind of learning like i was dyslexic as a kid and i think that's something you you, you sort of have similar problems with yeah as i'm well. also dyslexic yeah i would never read right i'd never if someone passed me a book i'd throw it back down and be like <laughs> why are you passing me this if i had subtitles on in a game i'd be reading and because the characters were speaking at the same time yeah it helped me sort of keep 
along with what was going on and, and, and things like this. And I, I, it was the only time I found myself reading, you know, yeah. in a game you'd get a notebook and there'd be a little story in there. And I found myself reading it and it was, there was like no other, there was no way I'd pick up a book, but inside a video game, I would. Yeah, you get that. It's, it's, it's the difference between having something in hand where it's like literally just words and that like, uh, shit, fuck, what's the word? The physical space to actually the environment to go in and find this yourself mm. so you're putting in some work to give to get this information you know? yeah and, and as, as well i think um when it comes to reading physical books i think there's an element of your imagination that helps you get you know caption it you build the kind of world it's, in your head it, books are all about imagination exactly but video games give you enough concreteness like you know you, you, you met a character and you find one of his secret notebooks that tells about his dark little secret mm. about how he likes to do violent I don't know surgeries or whatever right and and then you go into his back room in his house and you actually see you know a, a couple body parts piled up under a sheet or something yeah and instead of you having to imagine all that the world has built this story in your head and given you enough to so you can imagine him bringing bodies back here and cutting them up and you know experimenting yeah. and all this kind of stuff and I, I think that helps that especially itself helps people learn and, mm. and helps people grow like that and i uh, yeah. Again, I'm I'm super yeah, grateful definitely. for that. Yeah, reading reading with different like works with different things. I mean, like some people will find reading books a lot easier than reading things in narrative because mm. they might find it difficult to get into a game. It just works for different people. Yeah, and 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 going back again to kind of what you said about you know and the the variety you get in the industry. You know, things like God of War and and the pixelated games you talked mm -hmm. about. It, like c going into university to study video games as a profession is one of the biggest things I've kind of taken away from that is just how quickly the industry changes, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it's, build... it's fucking industry these days are all fucking changing. Exactly. Like building a video game is a lengthy thing. I think even creating a movie or, a, or an animation yeah. or whatever. Is... A movie, an animation, anything like removing parts and yeah. different people takes time to produce. It takes time. So you like, you know, that one year people could be into Space Cowboys and like, I'm going to make this sick Space Cowboys game or movie or whatever. Yeah. And then by the time you're finished, all of a sudden people have moved on to caveman ninjas, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like no one's bothered and you've put so much time and effort into this and it's, it's a very demoralising so thing. So you've got to like predict the future to where the trends are going to be going. Yeah. And that adds an additional like stress to the entire production process because you've got to be on top of things, otherwise you've got to be out of time. And, and you've got to be fast and efficient when it comes to the actual work. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a crazy it's a, it's competitive... A very, it's a very stressful industry. Yeah, but I think the rewards... I think when you, when you get good at your profession, when you, you're successful in, in, you know, creating an efficient workflow or whatever, I think the reward far outweighs the negativity because, mm -hmm. you know, big big problems with the industry is things like crunch time where families, you know, people are forced not to go home and see their families in the evenings because they need to do overtime to reach certain quotas and certain time frames. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, a lot of people get disheartened and quite often they not leave the industry before they've made any sort of leeway in that corporate ladder because of these things and while it's fair enough i i, I hope that uh, a lot of people still understand these days that once once you get a game out there or, or even even an animation or movie or book you know mm. one of my biggest my, the biggest things i take away is once you see people enjoying it and you see communities grow around these things again early you know meeting people across the world or whatever seeing these happen from an extension of yourself feeling that you can have that effect on that many people is you can't find that anywhere else you know what i mean yeah, yeah. You, you can go and get a corporate job for a bank and and increase their sales margin by so much and your boss comes and gives you a nice 
bill to say thank you for a Christmas bonus. And it's like, yeah, nice, I'll go home and buy that new car or that new house. But, you know, you drive around in that car for a couple of months and it just becomes another car. Mm. But building a project that will inspire people for years to come, you know, you, you never will truly not feel the repercussions of that is... It's it's so it's just magical, man. Honestly, dude, I totally agree with that. Mm. It's like the entire world you're creating, and it's insane to see sometimes. Yeah, beautiful, man. Beautiful. I just I just hope, like, if I if there's anything anyone ever takes from the work I do, I really hope that people just get inspired and believe that they can do what they want to set out to, whether that's video games or not. You know, I was. Being being um, being raised in Wales, a lot of the time it's you know you've got it in your ear constantly. Be a rugby player or yeah, you know, be yeah. an actor and this kind of stuff. And our oh, video games, it's a you know it's a it's a hobby. You'll never you'll never make enough money. Never make a that. living out of this. Exactly. I just I just want people to know that you fucking can. Yeah, you can do you can do so much more. At least we're we're in a, such a lucky time piece yeah. of time where we can like fucking have a, a job making video games yeah because we're making movies our society is built on this idea of you know respecting your elders listen to the people in charge listen to the people who know better than you and i there was moments like in in high school parent teachers was always the worst i remember (laughs) my chemistry teacher actually like sat me down with my parents and and asked me the big question you know what do you want to do when you leave school and I looked up at him, and at this time, I never I, got that question. You never got that question. No, no. Oh, my teachers always just try and like, because because I was a slow learner, and I I wasn't really going far. It was quite a condescend, con, condescending, con, yeah, yeah, condescending thing where they'd ask me in front of my parents to see just how much how that's big just, my that's, balls that's were. Fucking rude. Yeah, it was fucking rude, man. But you know, what? looking back, I I, I love the challenge of it because even though at the time. I was too young. I hadn't looked into the industry. I didn't know if you could get a job in the industry very mm-hmm. easily. I didn't know if you could go to uni to to get a, a you know a degree in this sort of thing. And and without you know without even a hint of weakness, I looked at him and said, "I'm going to make video games one day." And he kind of scoffed at me a little bit and went, "Do you know how many people want to make video games?" I went, "I don't know, hundreds." And he went, "Thousands, thousands of people want to get a video games. It's going to be very tough for you to stand out." And I kind of just looked at him and didn't how answer. How the fuck would he know that? Exactly. He was a chemistry teacher or a geography teacher or something like that. I was like, well, get what out of here. What the fuck? Man. What does he fucking know about the What well, a cunt. But I remember looking I mean, at him. Oh, I... do I have to bleep that? No, <laughs> fucking Karen's a cunt. Who gives a shit? But, um, but yeah, I remember looking at him. without. I didn't answer him after he said that. He sort of just carried on explaining my parents how the work I've been doing through the year. And I'm sitting there in my own world just thinking, why would you say something like that? Like It's like... What? destroying like a kid's dreams oh, you could try bro you could try I mean, like, it's, an, it's an attempt though it's just like what is he getting out of that if you if you if a kid comes up to you and says one day i want to make games you gotta be like you can do that but you're gonna have to put in the work yeah that's i mean that's all i needed to hear from him really was yeah. you know it's gonna be hard but you can do it but he decided to take some weird high ground and be like you know you there's so many people doing this there's no point yeah it's just like what mentality is that? And, and one of the things that came to mind in that situation that kind of gave me a lot of comfort dealing with that was uh, one of my heroes growing up, me and my dad were a big fan of tennis, Andy Murray. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, because he was Scottish and, and my family, you know, my dad's side was Scottish. So being in Wales, you, I never really got to talk to many Scottish people and, you know, sort of, you know, relate to them, talk about home and stuff like that. Um, t- seeing a Scottish person being at the top of his sport, at the top of his game, even though it was completely underrated, in my in my little kid head, I was just like, if he can do it, I can do it. And even though he was someone who'd been practicing for obviously years at his craft, and I was just some little kid who had a, a dream of doing something, it was it was just that idea that a Scotsman, you know, this small tiny part of the UK, 
could build up to being the top because I think I think the worldviews are quite almost you know the Western life in uh, British people and American people usually end up being mm. the best at certain things and and you know especially in um, I think you'll agree in movies a lot of characters end up being I think they call it whitewashed yeah 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 where they'll be replaced by you know they want this heroic strong you know white dude to be like yeah this is the, we can do this guys or whatever you know be the hero when you know sometimes the, even the source material ends up being very uh, different yeah I mean like yeah whitewashing is basically when it's like like an, a traditionally like Asian character just being replaced by a white guy or like a white it's a white hero saving like a bunch of like foreigners or something yeah. like that it's like he, he rocks up to China it's like I'm here boys <laughs> Yeah, I'm here to save you. Or it's just like because there was a lot of white talking about whitewashing when they made uh, that film with Scarlett Johansson. Because um, it was that anime. Ghost oh in the Shell. yeah, Ghost in the Shell. But that I don't particularly agree with that, but there's a, there's a lot of instances of whitewashing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 I feel like because of the controversy of these kind of isolated situations and the kind of uncertainty of who's right and who's wrong in these situations it's, it's made us very quick to jump to these things i feel sometimes it's it's, it's our current age everyone does it now it's yeah. like if you say something wrong or the someone reads it the wrong way that you're in a shitter and i like for me one of the biggest kind of contradictions of this idea of right and wrong when it comes to race was you remember resident evil 5 no so basically you play as one of the main characters um chris Fuck Baldur's Redfield, as someone would say. If you got that quote, then I fucking love you. Um, as yeah, no, you play as Chris um, Redfield, and you basically go to I think it's South Africa, somewhere in Africa, to um, uncover the you know these hints of mutations and zombies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're going through this kind of shanty town. Oh yes, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's it's, it's all people native, you know, it's all pe- black people native to Africa, mm-hmm. and people lost their shit that you played as a white dude running around killing all all, all these black people. And I was, and I couldn't help but think, doesn't isn't that the problem? That you think that's wrong, even though the game was being respectful yeah. towards the place it was in and, be, and being a very real representation. If they filled that town with a bunch of white folk, you would just be like, what the fuck, this isn't realistic. Like, people would have kicked off, and, and it's, it's like, you can't win. Like, what is that about, man? People just mean? love to get angry. It's like it, People get triggered way too quickly. Yeah, 100%. I hate using the word triggered, but it's, like, very true. It is very true. Certain things for individuals will send them down irrational paths of anger, man, and it's absolutely yeah. crazy, you know, how... how in, into these things, you know, especially when it comes to things like, you know, a large part of the games industry these days is on Twitter, right? That's where all the, the news comes out and all, yeah. all the gossip happens and stuff. But you, of course, you get internet trolls who will send death threats and will actively <laughs> attack certain members of companies and certain, you know, certain certain brands for, for you know, not coming in line with what they agree with. And is I, I like to relate to it. It's going back to, you know, me, me working as barman is... I feel like these are the Karens of the world, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get what you They're mean. very much like, let me speak to your manager because that upsets me. And they, Ooh, they... this is slightly wrong. I don't like it. Exactly. Like, fucking, oh, man, it, it just it just pisses me off. It really does because it's needless, right? It, they, the, the only thing they're getting out of it is, you know, five minutes of, ha I'm being listened to. I get, a, <laughs> I get attention. Then they go back to the same old sad life. And that's ultimately why these people end up being depressed and, you know the, the few stories you get of people actually talking to their trolls, and um, it, you they usually end up being real people who are just like, I'm just lonely, man. You know, I just want that attention, and 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 it's just such a terrible way to try and get it. You know what I mean? 
But one of the funniest stories I've ever heard on these kind of tracks, there was a a, a girl gamer on Twitch, right, as they call themselves. <laughs> girl gamer. Girl gamer. I, I, I hate that term, man. Girl gamer. What the just fuck is a girl gamer? Just gamer, dude. Exactly. I don't bro. know the word gamer either. It sounds like a fucking twelve-year-old. Yeah, I suppose, man. But I just, I just don't like the idea of you have to. If 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 a girl plays games, she's a girl gamer. It's like, no, she just plays games, man. Like, fuck she's, off. she's a gamer. Oh, but, yeah, it's, it's annoying. Sorry, Karen. No, that's fine. Basically, she um she basically ended up getting all like the more popular she got, she was getting more you know rape threats and and uh, uh, assault threats and all this stuff. And so one day, one of the guys who I think sent her a, a rape threat over over twitter said um she actually went into his account and found his mother and sent her her the, the messages you know the rape threats oh, and shit. Went, i just want to let you know that this is how your son's speaking to me i don't want to you know i, I don't want to come at your life and say you're not parenting right or anything but i think you know i think you might want to sit down and speak to him about this because they're very serious and I think she ended up getting this big long apology paragraph because his mum absolutely went ham on him for, oh, for acting fuck. like this. And she, the thing, the thing that shocks me about it is she was so surprised that he was saying these things. He was a straight A student, you know. Mm-hmm. He he had never gotten into a fight. He he had quite a lot of friends, but it was it was just because of that safety of being online that he thought he could go out and yeah. get out of their. It's like a mask, man. you know. You're hiding behind the monitor, and it adds a like cyberbullying and shit like that is pretty serious because it's like anyone could be fucking saying it yeah yeah and it's, it's anyone could be on the other end of it so it's, it's a crazy world out there mm. when those kind of variables are, are always at the back of your mind you know but uh sure. one thing i i wanted to talk to you about as well was have you heard of that new Ko- kojima game coming out death stranding, death stranding yeah what the fuck is that game <laughs> what is going I don't on know, kojima? Dude. i'm trying to avoid it just so i can like have this surprise of playing it and being like oh well that's what it fucking was yeah but see i think um, i don't quote me on this but uh, one of the other students on my course came up to me and said kojima was quoted saying he doesn't even know what the project is anymore which kind of scares me and excites me at the same time because it's a very mm. interesting take on really you know, that's the first time i'm hearing that yeah it was the first time i heard it so i don't know and of course it was just from word of mouth so i don't know how reliable yeah. that source is but if it's true like i said it excites me because I'm like, okay, this could be something really new and really different that we've never seen before mm. and really be something else. But then on the other hand, I'm like, is, is is it become the point where he's just making something different for the sake of being different and not because it's, you know, it's fun or it's exciting. It's just, it is just different. Cause... Yeah. I guess we'll find out when it comes out and we play it for ourselves because it, it it's just anything it could be anything at the moment it really could because you know like how much have you heard of the setup i don't want to give you too much information no, i haven't heard anything it. at the setup apart from like you're supposed to be connecting the world back together yeah yeah so the world split apart and you're basically a dude bringing supplies to each of these people and being like look we should be connected again to you know rebuild the world but then they've brought like there's like dead spirits that haunt the world there mm-hmm. and you're like carrying a baby in a little tub thing there's and... a lot of like weird elements to it i mean you can have a bath with the baby have you heard about that no <laughs> yeah bro you can sit in like one of these fresh springs out in the middle of nowhere and i think i'm not sure what's happened in the western version but in the japanese version norman Reedus, you know the guy from walk uh, walking yeah. dead he's like whistling a little tune or something yeah i heard you learn you can learn to whistle as well yeah you get slightly better and better as it goes on but there was um and one thing i'm I'm not too upset about spoiling this for you because i think you'll you'll understand why i've got to tell you about it but there's a massive product placement ass scene that was dropped at one of the gameplay reveals where norman's in his sort of socializing it you know in his little home area we can Mm -hmm. chill out and you like 
you know, those total brads kind of smash your head on the can and then, you know, shotgun it or whatever they call it. Yeah. He does that with, I think it is a proper, like, it's either a monster can or, uh, you know, like a, uh, a Foster's can or something. And he's oh, straight. That's fucking stupid. He straight smashes it on his, does it, and then does, you know, the little crowd's call with his, you know, pointing his fingers around and stuff like that and getting all excited. It's in a game that's, like, so out there, so abnormal for, for something so corporate and so commercialising to be in there. It's so off-putting, man. It's so weird. That's a weird... Te- I don't get why they would do that. I mean, pretty got a fuck ton of money off it. Yeah, but I think... it's just like... That'll take... A- I feel like it takes away from the game, the whole point of the game. Definitely, definitely. I agree with you. It takes away from the game, pulls you out of that kind of immersion of this this kind of lost, dead world. But mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like... Because Kojima, he, he, he got fired from his last job, didn't he? That was the big controversy at yeah. that time. And I- it's his own company he started, right? Kojima Productions. So I guess they've got to get funding somewhere because this. this I mean, is... I think they're getting probably going to get picked up with PlayStation. I mean, they're using the same engine. I think it's uh, the guys that made Horizon. Oh, it's Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. games. Um, I'm not sure myself actually. It's the first I've heard of it. So yeah, good on you. But um, yeah, I I, I guess while it's in the stages now because it's basically a glorified indie game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it needs commercial backing because. You need uh, some money going into it. Yeah, because with, with I'm the, surprised he's managed to get it. I don't know where he's getting his money from, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's fucking Kojima, let's be real. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, who funding this game? <laughs> How is he getting the money from this? Yeah, who pitched this game? Like, Kojima, did he stand in front of the board of people and were like, right, baby I, fetuses and... Honestly, I feel like Kojima just walked in and was like, all right, you got a game. <laughs> like, just give me money and I will make a game. All right. We should see, because his last Metal Gear game, I heard, wasn't the best. Metal Gear Solid... It was, no, no it was, that, was it the survival one? Or was that after he left? The big open world one. Oh, the survival one was after he left. Oh, it was after he left. Ah, oh, makes sense. But yeah, the uh, one before Metal Gear Survive, that one, that no. wasn't him. Yeah, yeah. So the one before that was the five. Did you say? Wait, I fucking have it. You actually have it. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but yeah. I have it somewhere. I played the. They released like a little first mission demo kind of thing. Yeah. For a while, and I remember the Metal Gear games being very methodical, very slow, very like. You need to plan what you're doing out and do it perfectly if you're gonna get away with your goal. But um, that one, I, I'm pretty sure for the most part, you could just run straight to your objective and straight Phantom back. Pain. Phantom pain. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that first mission where you have to sort of, I think you have to go locate someone or something and then report back to this helicopter and escape. And you like you can finish it in like 15 minutes if you just like run straight to the spot and run straight back. And that goes against everything. The I actual feel. game. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, Phantom yeah. Pain, I've heard, is very good. I see. I, I, I have heard a lot of complaints at the same time of it, but I imagine with a series like um, Metal Gear, so many fans who don't like anything mm. changing and don't like any sort of development will, will probably make find any excuse to get upset about it. Yeah. Dude, I, I, feel, I feel like on that point, we should probably end it. We've been going for like an hour. I think that's a good shout. Yeah, dude, you said some really interesting stuff, man. Yeah, and you... really appreciate you coming on. I, I really appreciate the uh, the time you've given me today, man. I really enjoyed Cheers, myself. Yeah, shake my hand, dude. Ooh, ah, that's a Ooh, man uh, shake, that is. Yeah, do you want to plug anything? Uh, so, my name's Scott Redmond. When I'm rich and famous game designer, you can uh, <laughs> plug my sandcrown. Yeah, fire bars coming in. But yeah, when I'm rich and famous game designer, you guys will remember me. And we'll, uh, we'll hopefully all we'll be able to play games together and enjoy life a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on ne- next time. Maybe Greg, maybe. I don't know. You guys don't know who Greg is. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Catch you later. Bye.